You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down and it's called for another foul. Check, Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, April 14th, the day after the Celtics took on the Portland Trailblazers, two games into the road trip right now, and on a four-game win streak, might I add. How you feeling right now about Celtics basketball, Sam? I feel like I didn't waste my time last night staying up. I'm very happy. I think <laughs> last time they were on the road, uh, I was very upset with a couple of nights I decided to stay up. They lost... Sacramento, that was a bad one. They lost to Warriors. Phoenix. That was a day game. They they won the Warriors game. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's somebody else they lost to. I was passed. I don't know. I know they beat the Clippers, but they I beat the Clippers. Who else they lost to. Um, yeah, I, know. I don't know. It's, it's tough. Maybe the Utah. Utah. Utah that's who it was. So but Celtics yeah. been playing good ball since the last time we recorded for sure. I mean, obviously they've won four in a row. They're looking like a little bit of a different team now. Yeah, I mean, all the pieces are kind of just fitting together at this point. And and the first thing I want to jump into before before we talk about it, I know we're going to talk about Jason Tatum's play, Marcus Smart's hustle, everything like that. Uh, I want to ask you this because I, I think I know your answer and it's pretty obvious, but I'm just curious to see your response because I've seen people talk about this a lot. Was Daniel Tice the problem? No, <laughs> no. I mean, can, he could, um, you know, he could have been uh, a contingency like as the problem, you know what I'm saying? Like he could have him, he could have been in the way of the success, but he wasn't a problem himself. I thought he played good ball. It's just Robert Williams is really helping this team out, even though he had a little bit of a rough go yesterday defensively with the pick and roll, but he made some big plays down the stretch to give him the game. So I don't no, think yeah. Tice was the problem at all in terms of him. Just he kind of was in the way. Tristan Thompson's been playing some really good basketball too. So it's difficult to say, but I don't think. I think if anything, it just cleared the way for Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson, and not even in the sense, well, yeah, partially in the sense that it gives Rob more playing time, but also in the sense that there's just a defined center rotation now. So, like, it's very clearly Rob, then Tristan, and then the rest, right? There's no, like, eh, do we play Rob this game? Do we play Tristan this game? Do we play Tice this game? It's, it's Brad Steven doesn't really have a choice, and I'm not blaming Brad either. It's just like, okay, Rob, Tristan, rest, and there's just clear defined roles. And if you want to play Tristan, you know, in certain spots where Rob's struggling, fine. But, like, in terms of starter, it's Rob's starting, Tristan's off the bench, and then the rest of the centers. The, the next thing, do we think – Brad could start Tristan in a playoff series against Philly. Do we think that's a possibility or do you think Rob would get the go ahead? It's it's a tough call, isn't it? Because yeah. What we saw against Embiid this year with Tristan Thompson was nothing. So, yes, is it really worth true. screwing up your rotations? Um, I'm not sure. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. I don't I don't know. In the playoffs, I'm not sure if Embiid's going to get a lot of calls where he's falling around either. You know, I think they're going to call a game a little bit different. So maybe Robert Williams won't get booted out of the game. I'm telling you, if if they run Robert Williams up and down the floor and he's not in foul trouble, it's going to take a toll on Embiid. Just look last night. He got out to a quick start because he was running all over Nurkic. And he had like 10 first yeah. quarter points because he was just getting out and outrunning the guy. 
that's what he needs to do every time he's against a big guy like that. He's got the advantage athletically. Use it. Make those guys labor. Yeah, I mean, that's the one place where Ever Williams has an advantage over almost every other center in the league. I can't think of another center who has, you know, better cardio, more athletics, athleticism, you know, than Robert Williams. So uh, I think your camera froze. Oh, you're back. Welcome. <laughs> I was confused. Um, I did like. Yeah, no, I, I was trying to play it on. But you had to say something. Now, didn't you, Jack? You fool. <laughs> well, I was making sure. Let me be uh, the one. Know... I'll start screaming. I'll start screaming. If I hear you and you're not moving, then I'll start screaming. Yeah, but I can't hear you when you're not moving is the issue. When you freeze, I can't uh, hear you. But uh, yeah, I, let me ask you that, though. Do we think there is a center in the NBA that's more athletic than Robert Williams? Because off the top of my head, I can't think of one. But I feel like that's a, that's a, a very broad statement to make out of the gate. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't want to just make that claim. There are guys like DeAndre Jordan who's big and he can jump high. I don't know. Robert Williams is something else, though. His head will be at the rim. I think Bam. Bam's got to no. be up there in terms of. Hey, in, in terms, terms of, of like jumping, no, I don't think so. I would love to see. We're going to get to see a, a back-to-back against Miami at the Garden yeah. towards the end of the season. So we'll get to see that matchup. I'm interested in that. Plus, those games are going to be meaningful because uh, the standings are so close. Celtics, by the way, at fifth right now after Charlotte and Miami both dropped games yesterday. It's about time they started losing. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics, Charlotte. they win, what are they, six out of seven now? And, and yeah, like they just like are now moving up the standings because everybody else decides to start winning. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlotte losing to that Lakers team that the Celtics are going to see in a couple of days. And I know you have very specific thoughts on that. They Lakers should not game. lose. They should not lose. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's ridiculous. They shouldn't have lost the first game to him, to be honest. I mean, they got unlucky, but you got a good look from Kemba. Tice missed the putback at the end. They should have won that game. They played well. Marcus got hurt uh, in that game, really screwed the momentum. Dude, Lakers don't have anybody playing for them. If they lose Thursday, that's a terrible loss. Not only is it a rival, but it's like uh, when they dropped the game to, uh, I want to say Washington, but like that was just an overall bad loss because of effort. Let's see. Let me think of another game that they lost. And we were all like, what the hell? Why'd they lose to that team? The Knicks game where they lost. Well, that was another 25. one. They just got smoked. Like, <laughs> I guess you could say the Pistons, like the first the one. The Pistons. When, when they lost a, a close one. Like, yeah. No business even being in that situation. Blow the doors off these clowns. Make Andre Drummond work. I mean, outrun him. It's same same Andre deal. Drummond's playing hurt anyways, or partially hurt, because he cut his entire chipped his entire toenail off during a game, which is gross to think about. So I apologize if I brought that up to squeamish listeners. But uh, yeah, I mean, the one thing I'm worried about, and I, I'm not I'm gonna jinx it here and you guys can yell at me if it happens. Obviously, Tatum and Brown have these nagging, like, oh, Tatum was sick. Brown has this knee thing. I'm nervous Brad benches someone, and they just say he's he's out. I'm That's what I'm nervous for. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like this would be a game where they would do it. I think if they were going to bench someone, they would have did it when they were both kind of questionable, you know? Yeah, but that was against a team like the Nuggets. He he sees this team in the Lakers and like, okay, we don't need everybody. And he goes, okay, let's, let's give these guys a rest. Yeah, but Which, it's like going into yesterday's game, it wasn't a problem. You know, they weren't saying Jalen Brown was hurt or whatever. He understands it's the Lakers. You know, like, you got to win. This is the game you got to win. I hope so. Brad Brad understands. He's a smart man. He understands that people like me will be very upset and be calling for his head. (laughs) There you go. In all all reality, it shouldn't be a problem if they do rest somebody. Yeah. Who's playing for the Lakers? Kuzma? That clown? 
Schroeder is just their guy, yeah. Well, Schroeder's Who's, a good player. But yeah, Schroeder's pretty good. Kuzma, clown. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then after that, they got Lakers, and then they have Warriors and Bulls. So three very winnable games, I might add. The Warriors probably being the hardest because Curry Steph Curry is playing out of his mind. Yep. a monster. But, uh, yeah, Celtics should be able to at least fight in these next three. Winning, winning so, against Portland yeah. yesterday gives me more hope going in. Or not hope, but more confidence going into that Warriors game, though. Because they're very similar yeah. players. Lillard uh, has more help around him right now. Good team Portland has. And Celtics... Did a great job, Marcus Smart on uh, the backcourt of Portland. What? Did he, yeah, I saw the stat today. I retweeted it. It was like Lillard was one for five on twenty-one possessions where Marcus guarded him, and McCollum was like one for three on less possessions. But the fact that he's only taking five shots on that many possessions is like a testament to how well Marcus yeah. was playing. He I he was an irritant you. yesterday. Um, you had guys looking for fouls, things like that. Excellent job by Marcus Smart, who had been very frustrated by some friends of ours talking to him. Yes, sir. Uh, I have the stat for you. Marcus Smart, one guarding Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, 21 possessions, three points, one of five shooting. CJ, 10 possessions, two points, one of three shooting. So I nailed uh, it. Yeah, you're, you're right Didn't on. Didn't even on need the stat that. in front of me. <laughs> Right there, and uh, that's my next topic of discussion because Marcus Smart has been making some great plays as of late. Obviously, certified pimp of the week, if you will. <laughs> that big Eastern Conference player of the week. Yes, sir. Big block on Norman Powell, reminiscent of the playoffs last year. That was fun. I, mean, I couldn't uh, he believe they called it a foul. Oh yeah, I mean, great yeah. plays from Marcus the entire game. Realistically. Is he the reason the Celtics have turned this around, or do you put more of the like? Give me like percentages, like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. I don't know if I can give you percentages because I think it is a team effort. I think they're doing a lot of things differently as a team. However, there are games that I will attribute his grit to the win. So Minnesota, they were like besides Tatum, really a deer in the headlights. The whole game, Tatum was playing out of his mind, but they couldn't make up any ground. He was the one feeding him the ball a little bit too. Who, Marcus or Tatum? No, they're like during the Minnesota game. They're like, "Oh, go get your fifty. Go, go get your." Well, no, no, no. This is before they started coming back and before he got close to fifty. Okay, it's like the third quarter, and they're still like fourteen down. I think they were seventeen down in the third quarter. And Marcus Smart just he picks up the energy, and the rest of the team seems to follow suit. I mean, look at that play he had last night where he dives for the ball, doesn't get it, runs all the way down the court, and picks off the pass to McCollum, who he. He was way up the court. Marcus caught him. And that that was part of a major run where the whole team and Marcus as well, he made a couple of defensive plays, you know, on that run. But everybody else was following suit. And I think that's yeah. the most important thing. We're not seeing games that the Celtics are winning because they're having to play elite offensive shot-making basketball anymore. That was the problem early on. We've talked about it. I think I said that on the pregame yesterday. But guys are not having to play otherworldly for them to win. Even at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, they started 7-8-3. and th- eight and three. But, I mean, look look how well Jalen Brown had to play. He was, like, shooting, like, 70%. Yeah. They had injuries then, too. Kemba wasn't playing. They had a whole, like, mess of stuff going right. on. So this is the first time we've seen, and not even a fully They're winning defensively, team. and they're winning by playing hard. What did they, mm-hmm. 115, they allowed Portland last night, which was way more than what they had been allowing. But it felt like... They had slowed him down significantly. That is a top yeah. two, three offensive team in the league, Jack. Do you know? Top five. That's top the, five? They're top 
something like that. Yeah, top five, and they average around they don't 114.7. So yeah. 114.7. They held him to what they average on the season, which isn't bad for the Celtics. But yeah. So shout out to uh, Marcus Smart leading that charge. I- I'd say he's been the leader of this regardless. Of- he's probably not the leader in terms of like play because that's Tatum. But Tatum deserves the credit too. He's been much better. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole COVID thing, he was saying he had to use an inhaler. Mm-hmm. Um, he still he does. Well, yeah, he has to. But he's he's changed the way he's played. He's going to the basket. He's getting the free throw line, nine, ten free throws yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And he it's making a big difference. He's he's doing yeah. it. People are following suit. And when he penetrates, it makes it easier for other guys. We've been begging for this all season. <laughs> I, I don't know whether we should put a lot of weight into this or not. I mean, they are beating good teams. They beat um Denver, Denver Portland. Portland. Uh they beat I mean, not, not a lot of great teams lately. I'm not going to call them, <laughs> but they're a good defensive the Knicks, team. The Knicks are a solid team. I'm, I, I'm very good. satisfied with the style the Celtics have begun to play. And that's yeah. the big thing for me is they're winning games on the defensive end. They're winning games when they're not shooting well. And I think that's the sign of a good team is when you see a team shooting 40% from the field and they're still in the game or they're still winning because they shot below 40% against the Nuggets. Yeah. When, when I see the Celtics go up like 10 at the beginning of a game and they're shooting like 60%, you know it's not going to be well. Mm-hmm. Or, or even if it, they're even and they're shooting like that. That's like you're, like you're shooting that percent and you're doing all these other things wrong and your shooting is keeping you in the game. And that's how it was this whole season up until a couple of weeks ago since the trade deadline. Oh, I lied. Mm-hmm. I lied. The Celtics shot 44.8% against the Nuggets, so they brought it back. But they shot 21.2%. They were horrible the first half and they stayed in it because they closed yeah. quarters well. That's and they played thing. good defense. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. were down big. I know in the third quarter for sure they were down. Obviously, they went on that run and got it to five going into the fourth. But they did something similar in the second quarter. They were down double digits, 15 points, something like that. They got it to eight or nine before the half. These are important things when you're trying to come back in a game or stay in a game. Last night, they didn't do the best job at closing quarters. That second quarter, they put together a nice middle quarter run. Let Portland regain the lead, but the third quarter they did an excellent job, and they buckled down at the end of the fourth quarter. They didn't necessarily close great because it was a little scary, right? A little closer than I would have liked, but yeah. they won. And Tatum made the big shot. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart missed both free throws, which ended up working out. <laughs> he missed the second one on purpose. Yeah, yeah. And he, I, I think even if he made the first, he was missing the second. Mm. I don't know. That's where the debate comes in. But regardless, they got the win. Also, because they won, I'm allowed to say this without you getting mad. Shout out Damian Lillard and CJ even. They were absolutely stupid good down the stretch. Because they, they were making some tough they shots. They were good down the, the stretch, but they weren't great the entire game. The guy that yeah. pissed me off was Mello. He had no yeah. business. That. What do you have, 22, yeah, 24 points, something like that? Yeah, I believe so. Something no like business that. I like uh, that. After he had zero points back. the game before. And then Norman Powell, too. He was a prick. Mm-hmm. Melo had 25 off the bench. Yeah, no, no uh, business doing that. 10 of 15 and 3 of 5 shooting. So playing some very good basketball for Melo. Shout out him. I know you're not a fan, but uh, shout out Melo for playing well. Um, Let's see. Yeah, let's talk about Jason Tatum a little bit too. We've kind of been sprinkling his name in there. Uh, obviously, 53 points against the Timberwolves. Solid game last night, 32. 28 against the Nuggets, I believe, was the number. <clears throat> Just playing great basketball. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. 
You say the biggest thing in his game that he's changed is his aggressiveness going to the rim. Last night in his press conference, he was asked about that, and he goes, I feel like I'm playing the same, which is like, come on, Jason. You know you're not playing the same. Like, what's going on there? But uh, regardless, he's playing really, really well. He had that shift in mentality, seemingly, where he's driving more. Do, do we think he can keep this up? Because Brad Stevens at his press conference last night said, this is around the time last season when Jason Tatum started to turn it up. Like if you look at the the yeah. timeline respectively. So what, what are we looking forward to for Tatum for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think he should be able to keep it up. He's figured out whatever was wrong, which is he's going to the basketball, whether he wants to admit <laughs> it or not. I think he didn't want to tell the media they were right about saying he's taking too many tough shots and things like that. Yeah. And just said, oh, I'm doing what I've been doing. But no, nah, he's <laughs> definitely doing better at going to the basket. He might be getting more calls now. That is one thing. You know, he's shooting free throws. I don't yeah. know what causes that. Maybe he is just getting hit hit more. Sometimes he gets fouled. I'm like, I don't know about that one. Jason Tatum um, said it was because the media kept bringing it up, so the refs are seeing it. And he said, thank you. Just keep ragging on me for it, so they'll keep calling. Is that true? <laughs> no, that, that's what he uh, said last night. That's, that's true, said, though. But... He did say that. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. true, though. That he doesn't get a lot of calls uh, before, yeah. you know, recently. There was one that was really rough last night where he was driving to the rim and then they came down the other end and called something for Lillard. And he got like, oh, Brad, you could hear Brad on the broadcast last night. Brad was going berserk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brad, he almost picked up a tech earlier in the game, Brad, but uh, I forget what it did. was. Would have been yeah. the difference in the game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jason they need to change their rules, man. I'm telling you, guys <laughs> are bumping and falling back and throwing the ball up and getting calls. Lillard did it last night, the play you're talking about. That was... Mm-hmm. You expect yeah. it, but it's it's not the ref's fault. It's the league's fault. they got to figure that out. Some yep. The way I think about it is if you're playing pickup basketball, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because there's no no right. ref's going to call a foul. And if you call a foul on that, it's, like, pointless. Like, why would you go into someone just to call a foul? Yeah. You know, exactly. like, you don't do that. No, yeah. I see the argument there. You can't. It's like if you wouldn't get fouled normally, you shouldn't create the foul yourself. Although, at this point, it's, well, it's sadly becoming part of the game. Like on a that, drive, maybe like... yes, but on jump shots, no. I mean, it's okay. just not. There's no. Yeah. I don't know. There's no defense of that to me. Zaza's yeah, the worst dude ever. He's the one. He. It's his fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Zaza's a dirty player, and that stuff I sort of understand. Like, you can't undercut a guy. Like, that's that's dirty, and you can't do it. But um, when it's unintentional, it's tough. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta protect the players. So, like, there was one on Sunday where Tatum got a foul call, and it was uh, Green for Denver that like he just contested the shot. He was close, and they called a foul. Like mm-hmm. they they rewarded him for taking a contested shot. Where I mean, yeah. did he get in his airspace? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, probably, yeah. But like, it's a contested shot, and I don't think the shot clock was expiring. So there's really no reason. To take that shot and you're rewarding it yeah this is not a biased thing i'm complaining about the celtics getting calls mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's i don't think it's good for the game it's a very fine line you have to tread because i understand the idea of protecting players from like undercutting but then at the same time i don't you don't want players you're, jumping you're discouraging defense yeah i mean you can't you can't hand check people and then marcus smart got called last night um do you know the call I'm talking about? He was yeah. guarding Lillard, and he slid like his feet bumped into him a little. And Lillard just tried to get by him, and he couldn't. And he bumped into him. and They called a foul. When he yeah. just go, he was he had his hands back, and it's, he just ran into his torso. And they said foul. Like, what do you want you him to hear, do? You could hear Mike Gorman on the broadcast. 
Scout was like trying to explain it because like he understands the rule, but even though it's like a bad rule. And he was like, yeah, you can't impede the progress of the offensive player. And Mike goes, you can't stop the offensive player. That's what defense is like. That's uh, I yeah, that was that was a rough call. I didn't really understand it. Well, I understood why they called it, but I disagree with the reasoning. You know what I'm saying? Like if they ever change rules and make it a little bit more of a defensive league again, it's going to be a lot of fun. That next podcast we do when I'm celebrating. <laughs> Sam's going <clears> to <throat> brag about all the times he called. It's not going to be bragging. I'm just going to be like, finally, they did something about this <laughs> problem that's been glaring in the league. And, you know, people understand that. It sucks. Adam was talking about it last time. If you're watching the game for the first time, you're like, why are there so many fouls? Yeah, there you go. Uh, something else I want to talk about. Jalen Brown and Kemba Walker not playing any sort of flashy basketball, but they're playing their roles really, really well, I will say, because Jalen Brown has been consistently the second top scorer in the game. Kemba Walker has consistently been, you know, third or fourth, making an impact late in the game, and I think that's exactly what they need to do. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of funny, the Celtics. Like, the way they play is, like, Jalen Brown is your first-half guy, and he takes a lot of shots, and then they give it to Tatum in the second half and let him take over. I'm not completely sure why they do that. Maybe it's because teams tend to game plan for Tatum early, and then Brown gets easier looks. Uh, Kemba Walker, big-time first quarter yesterday, kept him in the game as they allowed Portland to score 38 points early. Unbelievable. Um, Yeah, he had an excellent quarter. Good for him. Glad he's looking a little bit more like himself. He's taking some big shots. He looks confident. It's all about getting ready for the playoffs here. You want good seeding. Fourth is probably the best you're going to get. They're only five games behind Milwaukee as of now, by the way. But fourth is probably the best you're going to get. Never know, but yeah. hopefully. You never know. The Bucks are falling off as of late without Antetokounmpo. They don't have I'm not saying. Yeah. You're nice <clears> enough to give Charlotte possible. a free win last week. <laughs> I know that annoyed you. But, uh, yeah, I think Jalen Brown is a third option. Kemba Walker is sort of that fourth, third option in spark plug is the way the Celtics need to play. Jason Tatum needs to be the primary scorer on this team. He's the best player. I mean, Jalen Brown's right, right there with him, but in terms of the guy that can take over a game, the Celtics have that guy, and a lot of these playoff teams don't, realistically. Like, how, how many playoff teams can you name, Sam, that have the guy that can just take over the game and get a bucket when they need to? Like, let's playoff go teams? Down the list. Uh, Philadelphia, yeah. Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Yep. Um, but that's I, I guess an you argument, say though. Miami. Can't maybe this is gonna sound stupid of me? Can Giannis just go get you a bucket? Like, I, yeah, he can drive yes. to lane, but he can't step back and hit a three. Do you know what I'm saying though? But he's not a shot. Yeah, well, creator, then that you like got the Middleton if you're playing the Celtics. I mean, okay. <laughs> if he's playing the Celtics, you. Middleton, yes. All righty. So, so what we're saying? Obviously, the Nets have three of them, which is kind yeah. of op. But whatever. Uh, you you want we can throw Milwaukee in there. That's uh, I understand the argument against it, but I'll agree with you. Indeed. Philly. <sighs> See, I uh, yeah, and you say, the you post, say yeah. no, but Embiid can do the things you were just talking about. Yeah, he, he okay. has been doing them to his credit. That's fair. Okay, I'll get. I'll, and he's bigger than everyone, so he can he can mm-hmm. win with strength or yeah. finesse, whatever you yeah. want. I'm not going to give Jimmy Butler that credit quite yet, because like he's he's just a gamer not... though. That's the thing. They made the finals last year. They beat the Celtics. He made a big time shot in game one from the corner. And he's a clutch player. I understand. You know, maybe he's not someone. You give the ball to and say, go get us some points. Mm-hmm. Out of I, all players yeah. averaging 20-plus points, he's taken the second-least threes. You might be able to say Trey Young if you really want to. I guess so, yeah. And then out west, what you got? LeBron. I mean, obviously, obviously, the Lakers. 
You got the Clippers. Clippers. Uh, Phoenix, Devin Booker probably can. I don't watch a lot of them. Or Chris Paul, realistically, if you're talking clutch. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, yeah. Luka. Yeah, yeah, Luka and then Jokic probably. Jokic. I, I mean, my, my point is this Wait. Jason Tatum playing at this level puts the Celtics in that elite contender club. It, it You know what I'm saying? It brings them a lot closer to the other teams, and it makes yes, them better than their point. record because exactly. you have all these guys we're all talking about, including Marcus Smart, who has picked it up recently. And then you've got Evan Fournier, who's going to take pressure off those guys even more because he's, before getting COVID, and hopefully he's not feeling symptoms. I don't know if he is or not. I haven't heard anything about you know how he's doing. But those guys are going to have less... Um, stress on them because they have a safety valve in Fournier who's red hot before he got hurt or hurt COVID. You know, mm-hmm. it's important for them to have outlets like that. Other good teams do. And last year, I think it hurt the Celtics in the conference finals because they really didn't have that. You saw Miami beat them with everybody and it was yeah. Tatum and Brown and sometimes Kemba. But besides that, they didn't get all well, Marcus, Marcus would had a good playoffs, but Besides that, they didn't get a lot of help. Hayward wasn't himself. He came back early. You know, yeah. to the team. What was even more frustrating is Miami beat the Celtics fully healthy, and then they lost every single person in their roster rotation for the finals, which is frustrating to watch. Because, I mean, I was rooting for Miami in that finals. I think everyone, of course, you Celtics would. fan was. But yeah, that was tough. Because I think if they were fully healthy, I think they had a much better chance. They had Bam. They had Gorin. They had everybody. But yeah, I guess. That's in the past, I suppose, and we'll we'll move on from it. But um, I want to map out the playoffs a little bit. I know we kind of did seeding before, but specifically we can start with the Celtics. Um, what's the ideal playoff route we'll start with, and then we'll go in what we think realistically could happen. What's the, what's the ideal playoff route in your mind? Well, I mean, you, you want to get fourth. If, if you can, you get third, I guess. It depends. It really depends who's where, to be honest with you. If Brooklyn finishes first, then you want – I mean, third or sixth, because you don't want to play them. You want to play. You want to let someone else have to play them. Uh, maybe let them get a little bit um, jumbled up in that locker room, if you will, before the <laughs> conference finals. Yeah, Philadelphia. I mean, they they swept the Celtics this season. Celtics are eight and one against them in the playoffs. Even though that is under Brett Brown, Doc Rivers historically not great with playoff leads. So who would you rather play in the second round? Because obviously you want four or five. Okay, I disagree with you, though. I'd rather play Milwaukee. It's not about Milwaukee, Jack. You're either going to play Brooklyn or you're going to play Philadelphia. You're not going to play Milwaukee in the second round. Unless they can jump up. Well, you said it yourself. Giannis is out there plummeting. Yeah, okay. I if the only options like realistically you look at the top three teams and you try and like I mean yeah if you could pick play, one you but... pick Milwaukee you you beat okay. Milwaukee two out of three times should have beat them all three see because I was having this argument with KJ on the pregame show and he was saying he'd rather play Philly and I told and I disagreed with him so I thought we were in a different opinion there but I, disagree I said, you know, what that you would rather play Brooklyn or Milwaukee of course you'd rather play Milwaukee. K- KJ say he'd rather play Philly than Milwaukee and I disagreed with no him. no way okay. All right, then never mind. But uh, yeah, so we're in agreement that the game plan is to avoid Brooklyn at all costs until the conference finals because that's yeah they're gonna get they might right. lose. Who knows? They they're there are teams they could lose to. They could lose to Milwaukee. Even yeah, though I, I feel I like so. the Celtics are a bad matchup for Milwaukee. And now a quick word from our sponsor. 
what do you mean? In what sense? Like the well, one, bad they, for Milwaukee they played or bad them really well this year. Okay, yeah. All three Milwaukee, times. Okay. They, they should have won all three. They didn't. They won two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Middleton can be guarded by Smart or Brown. Uh, the other guy that isn't guarding him can guard Holiday. Mm-hmm. Tatum can uh, be thrown on Giannis. Tristan Thompson can be thrown on Giannis. Did an excellent job on him in opening night. Smart can be thrown on Giannis, realistically. Smart can. I mean, they have a lot of different... I mean, I feel like this is two years ago when we're saying Horford could stop him and he couldn't. <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I think they, they'd they have a good shot against Milwaukee at the very least. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think, realistically, they would have a shot at Philly, too, because... In the playoffs, like you said, eight and one against Philly. I just I'm deathly terrified of Embiid after what's happened this season. That's the only thing that really keeps me from saying like Philly is a really really easy matchup is Embiid. They don't have an answer for him. Embiid's He's got ridiculous. more free throws than the Celtics have in the three games. Whether that continues into the playoffs though is a big if to me because I don't think it will. I, I think in the playoffs they let you play a little bit more, and mm-hmm. I mean. They they have shooting around him now. It's tougher. It is tougher to double team him and things like that. Tobias Harris having a decent season. Uh, you know, Curry and Danny Green gave the Celtics a hard time a couple week a week ago, week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Was was exactly a week ago. Yeah, they really messed up last year's roster. I will say, getting rid of like Covington and JJ Redick really screwed the Jimmy yeah, Butler Sixers a little bit. Yeah, I mean that was a decent trade, but if you're not going to be able to re-sign him, that's a stupid trade. Well, no, that's the thing. The, the stupid thing is they didn't re-sign him. Exactly. They prioritized. That was so Harris. stupid. Why would they not do that? I don't know, man. And they just let J.J. Redick walk, too. I was listening to J.J. Redick's podcast. He had Jimmy Butler on it. And they were talking about the situation. And Jimmy was like, yeah, there was kind of just a mutual thing where it was just like, I don't know. I felt like I wasn't really wanted there. And so I just kind of left it. J.J.'s like, yeah, I mean, they didn't even give me a meeting. They were just like, yeah, it was just kind of assumed that I would be out, which is wild right. to me that that's how they handle yeah. things because – Really last hurt year him. they had they had no shooting last year. Like jo- Josh Richardson and Al Horford were supposed to be decent shooters, and they're supposed to be this elite defending team, and they were, but it, it didn't matter because they couldn't score and <laughs> they couldn't play with Embiid and Horford. And this year, without Horford on the team, like as much as I I think Al's a great player, it, it, they're just so much better when when Embiid can just control the paint and just imagine how good they'd be if. And I know hot take if Ben Simmons started shooting threes, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't uh, understand why he doesn't. And we, we talk about this a whole lot. There is no shame in trying to shoot threes. I think a lot, I would have more respect for him if he did. Just look at Giannis. Giannis is not a good three-point shooter, but he'll shoot them, and he will make them once in a while. When he makes them, you're like, really? That really happened against the Celtics? But, I mean, you have to at least pay attention to him a little bit. At least he's trying. Yeah. Well, what's Giannis shooting from three this season? Do you want to guess? 30, 30%, 25%. 30.2. Wow. Yeah. Right on the 30%. dot. Great guess. Better than zero because you're true. a little bitch and you won't take it. Like, <laughs> I understand where you can think to yourself, I can get a better shot than this. But if you take them, teams have to think a little bit more when they guard you. Yeah. Like, I remember I saw, you know, Tatum scored 53 last week. And before that, some uh, Sixers fan had said, like, Simmons' 42 points is more than Tatum's career high. I thought to myself, yeah. who the hell let Simmons score 42 points? Do you know who it was? Uh, who was it? Rudy Gobert. <laughs> really? They scored 42 yeah. points? Against the Jazz. I don't know. when. I think that was this season, but I'm not sure. 
And it's Ben Simmons used that. He used that as an argument as to why he should be the defensive player. Did Gobert play? He must have yeah. played. He, he was on, he was on Simmons. He was on majority of the game, which is weird. But that's embarrassing that you let a guy yeah. that's not going to shoot outside the paint. You know it. As a team, you know that. It's not really on Gobert. It's a team. You game plan. That's why you've seen the Celtics have such success against Philadelphia, specifically in that 2018 series where they were huge underdogs and they won in five because they they took them out of the game. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the playoffs this year, but it's it's more difficult because of how well Embiid's playing. Yeah. Embiid's a monster this season. You don't don't really have an answer for him in that series. They really had two. They had Horford and Baines, so it's different. And Shemi, you could even. Oh, I'm, you're talking about Embiid. I was thinking Giannis. Um, yeah, uh, talking about how impressive uh, Embiid has been. That leads me into my next topic of discussion. I want to talk about uh, MVP, all the awards. I want to get your thoughts on who should win what at this okay. point in the season. Right. So, who? We'll start with this. Who's your MVP, Sam? Um, I think Embiid is a fair one. In his yeah. team's top of the conference. Right, I think winning is important to MVP. I don't love the stat MVPs. Don't love that West. I mean, Westbrook when he got it as a six seed, he averaged a triple double. But at the same time, I don't know. I think he was a seven seed. Seven seed. Like how how but valuable it, are you if your team at a the seven same seed? time? At the same time, he really didn't have too too much help on that team. I know like, he, he but, dragged that team to the playoffs. You're I'm obviously going to have yeah, more stats if you don't have a team, though. That's the thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like people were really mad when like Kobe didn't win MVP. Like when Steve Nash got it, people always talk about that. It's like, yeah, like the guy had to shoot all the shots. Like, of course he's going to average like 30 points a game. Like he has no one on his team. Like, of course yeah, he has to do that. that. Then the argument for me, you know, being devil's advocate is he had to shoot all the shots, and he made all the shots, and he dragged him to the playoffs at the same time. No, that's, did he shoot over 50%, Jack? Go look it up. All right. <laughs> I bet he did. I bet he shot All in the right. 40s, low 40s. Bet you did. Uh, what year is this? 2005, 2006? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, what the... F- why Why doesn't it just pop up with basketball reference? Give me a second. <laughs> hey, man. He, even if I'm wrong, he, he is historically a chucker. He'll just shoot, man. That, that was hey. one thing about... It worked, though. It worked. It did work. Uh, oh five, oh six. He shot forty five percent. Elger wasn't fifty. No, though. I mean, Kobe never shot over fifty percent. What did you <laughs> say? You, you, I said Kobe never shot over fifty percent. You act that's like that's like a normal thing, bro. No one shoots over fifty percent. That's now so rare. No, <laughs> they do. You're tripping. Or um, they shoot higher than forty five. Nah, Tatum. What's Tatum shooting? I I'll tell you right now. Tatum's not having a great season. Um, He's let's probably see. shooting around that. If not, it might be a little bit more than that. I don't know. I see stats all the time, but like sometimes they're like selective stats, like over this stretch of games. So yeah, <laughs> let me take a look. I I don't think that. there's as many people shooting over fifty percent right now than you might think. It was a different game then too, because even if you were like, "Well, what's the true shooting percentage?" But but he had to take a lot of shots, so of course he's going to average a lot of points. That that's yeah. the argument for that. So All right. I'm not at, as impressed yeah. with someone like what? What is uh? There ben are 43 people in the NBA shooting above 50 percent right now, and most of them are big men. But I can read you some that are not. Um, and some of them are like you know the top of the that top one of players. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons is he's shooting 40 
fifty-five percent. One of the most impressive is Kevin Durant shooting. Kevin Durant shooting above fifty percent, which is kind of ridiculous. That's what I'm saying that guy, he's he's a, um, he's a G man. Yeah, most of them center. So center, 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 center. The first non-center is Zion, but it, you could probably call him a center. He's a big, um, realistically. Um, Giannis is I'd probably count as a big, right? Yes and no. He shoots threes. I'm not saying that like yeah. no centers shoot threes, but he's a versatile player. He'll step back, mid range, fade away, things like that. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's a big dude, but he doesn't necessarily. He probably, I guess, he is a big, but I don't know. It's a different style of player. Um, John Collins is technically a big. Ben Simmons just dunks. Kevin Durant, and Michael Porter Jr. Two of the more impressive ones. Michael Porter Jr. Really? Yeah, he's shooting fifty three point four percent and forty two percent from deep. Would not have forty two percent from deep at the same time. So good for him. Good season. Jalen Brunson shooting above fifty percent. I was going to say Jalen Brown. At one no. point he was. He was shooting like seventy percent. Was yeah. Was uh, Jalen Jalen Brunson shooting fifty two percent. Macau Bridges shooting over fifty percent. Joe Ingles, Doug McDermott, and Joe Harris. But that's just because they only take threes and they make all of their threes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then Tobias Harris is that's impressive. Kawhi, Kyrie, LeBron, Shea, Zach Levine. See, those are those Kyrie, Kawhi, LeBron are all superstar players that are having to, you know, play at a high volume mm-hmm. and shoot at a high volume. They're still doing that. That that's at the, the argument. same time though. My argument, I'm going to keep playing devil's advocate. They have I'm more help that I can play the great. Exactly. That's yeah. my. No, I agree. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can say Kobe didn't deserve it. You can say he did deserve it. That's uh, fine. But uh. Yeah, so Embiid's your MVP of the season. We'll get yeah, back Embiid to probably, maybe Jokic is now, tough. I, I have a stat that might sway your opinion. Jokic has not missed a game yet this season. I know, that's the thing people are talking about is games missed, but I don't know how yeah. fair that is. Because Embiid had COVID, right? Or no, he was hurt. Mm, he hurt his knee. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. Still, I, yeah. If you play a majority of the games, I don't think it's fair not to win it if you have a remarkable season. Okay. So Embiid, and your I, team is at the top of the conference. You're winning. Yeah, yeah. Also, our um, prayers up, Jamal Murray. That sucks. Nuggets were on pace for an Doesn't amazing it? season, right? I'm Nuggets bummed because I like watching stuff. Jokic play, and now he doesn't have as much help around him. Yeah, that's tough. It's real tough. But uh, yeah, looking over here, I'm looking at the stats. I mean, you could make the argument for Giannis as MVP again, but I think both are fatigued. I don't. I think, so. I don't, I think, I think they're right. underachieving, to be honest with you, Milwaukee. Probably yeah. I mean, realistically, so they you shouldn't be in a, if your team underachieves, you shouldn't be MVP. Tatum right. shouldn't be MVP. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, Steph, I guess some no. sort of no. argument. He's not. Dude, Jack, they're not winning. I know he has no help, but okay. I mean, I, I'm just looking at points. Dame. What do you think how, about that? Where, where, are, where are they in the standings? They're around six, but they have a really good record. And CJ and Nurkic were both out for like four weeks or five weeks or something. So he was doing it like winning. I can tell you their record right now. It's a fair argument for him because like you say, yeah, I'm just bringing him still in good standing and he was without players. They're 31 and 23. Six and place. how many games out are they from like, I don't know. Let's say, let's say third or fourth. Uh, they're six games out of third, two and a half games out of fifth. So one spot above them is the Lakers. So they're two and a half games out of the spot above them, but they're also a, uh, a game and a half above seventh. So they're like kind of cemented in at sixth right now. It's hard to say because that Western Conference, all the teams like in the middle of it are all mm-hmm. good records. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fun l- fact, let's stick y- with Embiid. Jokic's Nuggets. Jokic's Nuggets are only three games 
worse than the Sixers. So there's another argument for you. Right. Uh, I'm well, just running in, down. In that case, no, no, no. In that case, in, what are they, third in the conference? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I would say Jokic then. You've, you've convinced me. I, I'm just saying, I might even lean on B two. I'm just, I'm just presenting all arguments here for the, uh, for the listeners and everything. I mean, he's so almost LeBron, averaging a triple double. LeBron's not your MVP though, Sam. Of course not. <laughs> he's not playing. Mm-hmm. Lakers are closer to the play and probably than first place. If I'm probably, I might be wrong about that, but I, I would ah, sure like. Oh. I can go take a look. They are seven games out of first place, and they are four games out of the plan. So nailed it. There you go. Oh, um, it would make my it would make my year for the <laughs> play in if they got in there. If they lost, I'm to, oh, I'd be try, thrilled. Trying to look at more potential MVP winners. Harden has a good argument. Twenty five and what eleven assists? That's ridiculous. He's just been absurd this season. Luca has a tiny, tiny argument for those who really not winning. Like Luka. No, yeah. Donovan Mitchell honestly has some sort of argument. He should I get think. a fair shout, but he won't. Yeah, because he's averaging. Team, he's the best player on that team, and they're ridiculous. They're really good. Do you want to guess what what is he averaging this season? I want to see if you twenty seven points, twenty six and a half. Yep. Yeah. Probably five assists, something like that. Six. Five point three. Five point three and four point four. So he should get a shot, but like you said, he probably will not. Um, If Zion's team was better, he'd probably get a ton of votes, but they're not. Devin Booker and Chris Paul honestly probably have arguments. That was one I thought, but I don't know. Nobody's yeah. talking about it, and I'm sure there's a reason why not. So, Chris Paul, he's not averaging the stats that would. Oh, I'm talking about Devin Booker votes. Yeah, I I bet you money more people would vote for CP3 than Devin Booker for MVP though. But they love CP3 for no reason, man. I don't get it. it it's because wherever he goes, they win, and that's facts. You that's can't fair. even dispute that. <clears throat> like that Thunder they team. They win in the regular season. Yeah, uh, I mean they they won. Yeah, okay, I can't give you that. They've the Clippers, made Clippers were con- He's made one conference finals. <laughs> yeah, and, that and was then the he got one. hurt. I think they could have won that conference finals if he doesn't get hurt. It, it at least have been a better That's matchup fair. in Game 7. But Yeah, and we don't know about the Suns this year. Loki, don't count out the Suns, man. The Suns are a great, great basketball Love team. Them. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, so we, we've settled on Jokic and or Embiid for MVP. I think one of them deserves it. Sure. Um, it'll be fun to see a center win, I will say, because it's been way a while. A long time. Shaq, I believe, was the last one to win it, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's yeah. next? Uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the oh, year. Yeah. Ooh, the rookies. Probably, it'll probably be Lamella, but he hurt himself. Yeah, he's been out. Oh, Anthony Edwards, he was also yeah. out, right? Or no? No, I don't think so. What are the uh, odds maybe, on it? Is it still Lamella was the favorite or no? I believe Anthony Edwards is the odds on favorite. Tyrese Halliburton's up there, too. Halliburton was a real prick when they played Sacramento this year. <laughs> so he definitely yeah. deserves a shout. Um, prick, by the way, compliment for me. Um, yep, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, LaMelo Ball still has. Um, is this is this current odds? I can't tell if this is current odds. Ball and Halliburton is, quickly. I mean, a fair like front runner. His team's playing well wow. when he was healthy. They were fourth in the conference. So Edwards team that was bad last year, third pick. Yeah. So odds right now are uh, plus a hundred for Edwards, plus one sixty for Halliburton, and plus two hundred five for Lamelo. So they're all right, like right there. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you their stats. I if you think want it to know. should be Lamelo because his team was the best. 
uh, Edwards funny. deserves a shout. I mean, he was he was the real deal last Friday against the Celtics. You know, he looked good. He's definitely improving over the season. Mm-hmm. Halliburton also. But his team sucks. I know that doesn't matter with rookie of the year, but Lamelo was winning. Lamelo was a winning basketball game. Well, that that's important to me. If you have a guy that is winning, you have guys that aren't, and it's close. The guy that's winning should get it. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards Lamelo too. It's definitely harder since he's been out for so long, though. But we'll we'll see where voters stand. I, I bet you money that Edwards wins gets to play again. Still. Edwards gonna win it just for the yeah, dunk. Yeah, that dunk was that dunk was insane. That that come on, you gotta admit that dunk was kind of insane. Oh, yeah. Um, Depoy next defensive. It's between Simmons and Gobert. Yep. I mean, this man Gobert couldn't stop the man Simmons that can't even <laughs> shoot. So yeah, I mean, clown. Um. <laughs> I don't know, because that Utah team is a good defensive team. So is Philly. Um, and Gobert is the anchor of that team defensively. So that's a big deal. They're both top of the conference type teams. It's a close one. It is usually an award for a center. But, I mean, Simmons, he does change the game defensively. He had some steals against Celtics. He defends the ball on ball, which arguably is tougher to do than you know just sit in the paint and wait for people to drive. Sixers have a better defensive rating than the Jazz this season. You know, they also have beat. Yeah, they have all kinds yeah. of people. Both teams. I don't know. It's it's a tough call for me. Yeah, I, I bet voter fatigue gives it to Simmons just for the yeah. injury factor. But I I personally would like to see Simmons win, and I don't even like him. Yeah, just because it's cool to see. A quote I just I want to see somebody that's not a friggin' big guy win because it's a big guy yeah. award. I'd love to see Marcus Smart win, but he he really hasn't had amazing. In amazing season, missed a lot of time, took some time to get back up to speed. Now he's playing out of his mind. He he better win one before he retires, though. That's one thing Hopefully. I will say. I heard Bobby Manning talk about this on um, the Garden Report postgame show in locker room last night. Uh, he said the Celtics have all the pieces to be the best defensive team in the league. And I think if they can do that next year and Marcus is at the helm, he'll have a really good chance at winning. I hope he does. He deserves it. He, he definitely deserves a shout in, yeah. at some point. The guy plays his ass. There should be like a hustle award or something. You know what's that... ridiculous? Be- Beverly got more votes than him last year. That was yeah, ridiculous. Crime. The guy plays his ass off every day. They're, they need to have some kind of award. Whether you, I don't know what you maybe you call it the Kevin Garnett Award. That off the top of my head, <laughs> like he's like he plays harder than anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, like Pat Beverly would be a guy for that award. There, there are guys around the league that deserve a shout like that because they they make a difference. They play hard. Who's yeah. another one? Um, <laughs> I can't think of it. There are players. You know, that are like no, that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're usually not you. like on like or they like Draymond Green is another guy. Maybe not. The, well, no, he's definitely think, or like the Rodman. Well, the Rodman Award would just be defensive player, probably. You say Cantor, maybe. I guess if you want to talk about yes. fully hustling up and down. I don't know. I can't think of anybody else at the top of my head uh, that would qualify, but there definitely are guys like that. Um. Yeah. So. I'll lean Ben Simmons for Depoy. Would you say the same? Yeah, it's fair. Most improved player, I feel like, hasn't been talked about at all this season. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, Jalen Brown is and it's a, it is a little biased. Yeah, sure. But he's definitely someone that deserves a shout. I mean, early on, more so than now, even though he's still playing fine. But early on, he was ridiculous, and we all know that. And that was the talk early, was that it was going to be him. Uh, Jeremy yeah. Grant is another guy it could go to. Yeah, he's going to probably get Christian Wood. Christian, Christian Wood, Wood is a good one. 
who else? Um, Donovan Mitchell could probably get it himself because that that team has improved so much, mm-hmm. and he is he's been a big part of that. Yeah, uh, Fred Van Fleet maybe. That team sucks. He's not going to win. But then <laughs> that doesn't matter for most improved though. I feel like most improved doesn't matter for team record. I I think it should though. In in all honesty, because think of it like this, Jack. Right? Fred Van Fleet could be just as good as he was last year, but because the team isn't as good, he's getting more opportunities and more um, reps to score more points, and his stats mm-hmm. go up. Yeah. Same yeah, with Grant. Fair. Even though Grant no. has absolutely showed out this season and showed he's a good player and mm-hmm. capable of being a top tier player. And Fred Van Fleet's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's different because everyone already was saying Fred Van Fleet is a good player. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy sure. Grant, when they signed him to Detroit for twenty million, it was like, what are they doing? Yeah, I got you. Um. Yeah, I don't really see anybody else. Gary Trent Jr. could get some shouts. J- Jalen Brown definitely deserves a shout. Yeah. I think it's Jeremy Grant's or Christian Woods award to lose, to be honest, now that we said it out loud, but I'd probably they're both playing on bad teams, Jack, where they're not get, you know, they, they have the whole world in their hands. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But like, that's just historically, that's not how the award has worked. Like there's usually not a most improved player. That's, I mean, Giannis and Siakam off the top of my head. Giannis, Siakam, I think Oladipo got it when he went to the Pacers and they were really good. If I'm not mistaken, like, like there, there are things, uh, you know, teams that. It, it yeah, should, I'm just saying it doesn't. They don't have to. Um, what's it called? Randall Julius Randall's a really good one. Oh, Julius yeah, Randall's he's a, a good, really. He good might one. get it. Yeah, that's a really. That's good a team they're that, winning. They're that winning. Has improved over the season, and he was on the team last year, and they've improved. I think that's that's a, good a really one. good one. I just saw that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at <clears throat> past winners. Let's see here. Um, okay, why does it start me in the 1960s? Uh, yep, Ingram, they weren't good. Siakam, the Raptors were good. Uh, Oladipo, the Pacers were good. Giannis, CJ, they were okay. Jimmy won it. I didn't know that. Yeah, he won um, that. He, he like, had a season where he he started being good, man. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Goran, the- Goran Dragic and Paul George, those were good. Ryan Anderson won it. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Kevin Love. Aaron Brooks. Got it. Um, I, I just saw an article I wanted to look at because it had Julius Randle. And Vucevic is someone that was in the article. I don't think he'll <clears throat> get it. But yeah, Julius Randle is odds on favorite apparently right now, which makes sense. I don't know. How Who are the other? Who's up there with them? Do they have I'm try, others? I'm trying to look right now. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood, Zion, Nikola Jokic, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, Darren Fox, Chris Boucher is in the bad one. Colin Sexton. Yeah, um, Sexton's a good one too. Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah, so Jason Tatum's even up there, but Dejounte Murray, I like that one. He's arguably gotten worse until recently. (laughs) He's averaging more points, and that's all that matters for this award, Sam. You got to remember that. (laughs) Um, Lonzo Ball. I'm like uh, the weirdest bias guy ever, because like I'm starting to give tough love instead of being like these guys are the best guys ever. (laughs) Terry Rozier's up there. Colin Sexton. All right, this award's boring. Move on. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Julius Randle. Julius Randle's good. Um, what's left, Coach? The sixth man of the year. We'll do sixth man first. Ooh. I think that's locked. I, I, I think it's locked. Let me think about who it is. Cause <laughs> I use my brain here. Mm-hmm. Um, Western Conference. Western Conference. <laughs> is it someone off the Lakers? Is it Harold? No. No? no. All right. Top oh, it's Clarkson. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I guess he's so. Aver- he's averaging, I think, 18 points a game this season off the bench for the best team in the league. Like, there's no one else I can think of that. Next year, that. team stays the same. Keep your eyes out for Fournier off the bench. Yes, sir. Fournier, six man a year. He's got to average 20. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. So. No, yeah, I'll go Clarkson. I don't, I don't really have anybody else in mind. Um, coach of the year. See, I like this one because this is given to a winning team. Coach Deer, yeah. Yeah. I I, I think Quinn Schneider is a good favorite. Yeah. So is Doc. That Philly team <laughs> yeah. is better. Doc's a really good one. Steve Nash is going to get votes, or, even though it's Steve stupid. Steve Nash does not deserve votes. He doesn't. He, he's <laughs> no, just I, no, he doesn't. Yeah. And hey, shout out him. No, one, no, there, and no one's saying he doesn't have a good basketball mind because obviously he's a point guard for years, won MVPs as a point guard, averaging a bunch of assists. He understands the game, but dude, you could have me coach that team. And I'd say, all right go team and then they'd win just as many games i'll read you the odds right now uh quinn snyder monty williams really good option phoenix um steve nash is third <laughs> does not deserve uh, it in the slightest there's doc no rivers. way he should be over doc rivers yeah no i agree doc rivers is up there james borrego is up there for the hornets yeah um which is fine Mike Budenholzer, Milwaukee. Mike Malone, Denver. Taylor Jenkins. Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau's really Thibodeau's good one. Thibodeau's one that can get really it, really but I, they're not good enough to get it. You know what I'm saying? But they're so much infinitely They've better. They've improved <laughs> a lot, which is very fair, but they're not better than Utah. To where yes. I mean, Utah's improvement is significant as well. Yeah. Um, so is Philadelphia's, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, Philadelphia... They Tyron don't have injuries Lou. last year, but they still Tyron Lue is tied with Thibodeau, which is disgusting to me. Tyron Lue, baby. <laughs> uh, my, my top three, I'd probably go Tom Thibodeau, Quinn Snyder, Monty Williams. Um, and, and Doc Rivers. I think, I think Doc deserves a shot. But that, that Phoenix team is another team that's improved quite a bit. But you could Good argue for them. that's Chris Paul. But, I mean, Monty Williams in the bubble was huge. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we shall see. I'd probably lean. I want to go Tom Thibodeau just because I think what he's done is so impressive. But I'll probably go Snyder. Is I, I that agree that it's impressive. I just think Snyder's got to beat because that's that's just as impressive. But the team is yes. better. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. The only argument I could see for Thibodeau is that you know New York. He wasn't the coach last year. He comes in and now they're so good. Snyder yeah, has. But I, I agree. Snyder's. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I agree. Snyder's probably got that. Say the same for Steve Nash. <laughs> you're right how could we be so blind that's definitely it um yeah with that i don't really have anything else i think that's all the awards uh executive of the year but that's gonna go to the next guy who did all that <laughs> i don't know if it should be him man i think it might be whoever elton brand in philly i think he deserves a shout because that team sucked last year he turned around rebuilt the team and got them much better fits all around i think that's a yeah. fair argument or, or not d'antoni um who is it? It's Elton Brand, but I know Daryl Morey in Philly. Yeah. He went there. He did a good job. Um, you could argue the Chris Paul trade in Phoenix is enough. Um, I don't know. I'd lean towards Brooklyn, but I can see the argument for Philly and Phoenix. And uh, I think that's about it, realistically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, that's all I had for the day. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, not particularly. Big game tomorrow against the Lakers. Uh, yeah, F those guys. Um, they should win. It, no business win. losing that game tomorrow. No excuses. <laughs> Literally, Lakers are down players. They're best players. Celtics are hot. I mean, this is a game that, you know, historically, like, it is a trap game. Like, Celtics <laughs> would not be surprised if they lose. Just, it's not okay yes. if they lose. Agreed. 
I'm going to be very Agreed. upset if they do. It's a rival. You have to win. You already lost one, which you should have won. Yeah, and no LeBron, no AD. Obviously, you got to win that game. Thank you guys for listening to uh, from the Raptors podcast. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm going with here. You can follow me, at Banner uh, Jackson on NBA. You can follow us at Bannertown USA on Twitter. Uh, and Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, like, share, subscribe. Um, we appreciate that. Um, what are we? I almost had 50 subscribers last night. Thought maybe uh, we were tied Probably. with Guy Boston around there. Not a but chance. Apparently, we are not. Go subscribe to Guy Boston. By the way, my friend YouTube Greg well. told me he he heard 43 as well. He happened to be okay. watching. He said he also <laughs> heard 43. But um, yeah, give Guy Boston a follow. Subscribe to them too if you want to watch us do pregame. Uh, it's usually me, Jack, uh, Tim, and KJ. All great. You know, we always have a good time. Follow Jack at Jacks One NBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can like it on Facebook as well. Um, you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Goodbye.